Schopenhauer and Nietzsche, the 19th century has given us some of the darkest uh, philosophers in the modern era. And perhaps none of them are as dark as the one who said, who jested, I was so upset I forgot to be happy. To which his suspicious friend Pooh answered, so are you finally happy, Eeyore? Eeyore quipped, no, but I sure do like this new tale. Unlike Schopenhauer and Nietzsche, Eeyore actually found goodness in despair. And this is the wisdom of Kahelet for us this evening, the wisdom of Ecclesiastes this evening. In this sad world, it is a sad world after all, there are still good things to enjoy. Kohelet saw the same darkness as Schopenhauer and Nietzsche. He says in verse 18, I hated all my toil, which I toil under the sun. Hate is a strong word. Hate is actually an adversarial word. The preacher has already said in verse 17 that he hated life. Verse 17, so I hated life. Now, he doesn't hate life. He hates this fallen world and the toil of it all. And toil is the focus of our pericope. It's the toil of our text this evening. He uses the verb and the noun forms of toil 11 times in nine verses. And it's not necessarily toiling that he hates. He hates that he has to leave all that he has made and earned behind. Death, death is his enemy. Death is his enemy. He hates death because death is so final. The sting of death destroys every time. It destroys everything every time. Death has taken his vocation. We've seen that already. It's taken reason. Death has taken his pleasure. And death takes wisdom. Death destroys everything. And hate, therefore, is the right word. I hate death. We should hate death. Unlike Schopenhauer and Nietzsche, Kohelet didn't hate life. He hated death. He hated this fallen world. And we do well to hate death. He says, I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be a wise or a fool, yet he will be master of all of which I have toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. At some point in everyone's life, we work and we take and we give and we get and we compound. And at some point in life, people begin to talk legacy. We begin to talk legacy as if we could live through our heirs. If we pass on what we have, we can continue to live and exist through our heirs. And it sounds wise, but death also destroys legacies. And all this death was too much for Kohelet. Verse 20, so I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun. He was upset. He's upset with his children, which is questionable. Letting our kids have all the work of our hands. Because, 21, sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. Letting our children enjoy the fruits of our labors is a great evil. Children. Or maybe, you know, maybe I'm... Maybe I'm uh, jealous, I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm wrong with agreeing for Kel Hellet here. He, he hates that he has to give all to his children. And 
And, and it all and eventually becomes dust and decay. It all ends up even lost with children. And so what's the point of it all? All this work and all that we must do in life. What's the point? Verse 22, what has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? Why work so hard when death takes it all in the end? Why work so hard when work is so hard and it's all gone by the end? The end is coming for all his days are full of sorrow, he says. Verse 23, for all his days are full of sorrow and his work is a vexation. Even in the night his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. Lots of despair in this text. Sorrow, vexation, no rest. And this is life under the sun, the sadness. Sadness is part of this world. And how are we to answer the sadness of this world? How are we to live with despair? Nietzsche gave us nihilism. The nihilist is the supreme skeptic. The nihilist agrees with Kohelet that all of life is meaningless. There's no real existence. All is vanity. And so the nihilist has nothing to give. He has no advice. The nihilist is a preacher, and he preaches nothing matters. Morality is made up. God is dead, and there is no future. So he longs for death to come, contemplating the emptiness of it all, letting you know about it at every moment he can. He wants disciples because misery loves company. And this is no way for the Christian to live. We live by faith, and we live by faith to please God, and we live by faith and find our joy in this life, even in, in suffering. Nietzsche gave us nihilism. Schopenhauer gave us cynicism. The cynic agrees with Kohelet that it's all vanity. There's nothing worthwhile. And so work and his hardship is just grievous toiling to no end. He doesn't preach the cynic. He thinks that too is vanity. He's a mocker. There's no morality, he says, no God, no truth, so no need for contemplation. He just, he just sits and enjoys what he's got while he's got it and mocks all the rest of us for working and wasting our ways, toiling at nothingness. And this is no way for the Christian who must work hard. We cannot be like the fool and sit aside and waste away. Sigmund Freud gave us modern hedonism. The hedonist hates death too. So he lets live while he can. He doesn't have time to contemplate, preach, or mock because it's always 5 o'clock somewhere and whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. He doesn't preach. He doesn't mock. All he has is advice. Eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow you die. This cannot be our way, for we have others to think about in this world. We have others to think about in this sad world. There are grieving people we must care for. Anabaptists have given us pietism. The pietist doesn't have time to think about despair. He sees sin, misery, and death and simply prays it all away, goes into his prayer closet. I'm not of this world, he says. It doesn't matter, good or bad. With the cynic, they don't have time for contemplation. And with the nihilist, they don't have time for this world. Contrary to the hedonist, they don't eat, drink, smoke, chew, or go with girls that do. Pentecostals have given us escapism. The escapist ignores and denies sin and death. God doesn't take away. No, it's Christmas all the time with God. God doesn't do bad. God only does good. Prosperity, health, and wealth. Goodness, it's all for you. God doesn't take away. God doesn't do bad. You just got to believe, brother. God doesn't do death. Don't do death. Celebrate life. Sing one more song. Sing one more 
verse of shine, Jesus, shine. If that doesn't work, let go and let God. And he has many more slogans to give you if that doesn't help make you feel better. He can take the pain away with just a bumper sticker. Neo-Calvinists have given us transformationalism. The transformationalist agrees with the nihilist. It's time to contemplate and preach that we might overcome this sad world. Education will overcome the despair. If we learn how to live rightly, we'll have our best life now. With the cynic, he mocks every attempt to enjoy this world as it is. Now is the time for Christendom in the golden age. With the escapist, he wants to leave this world behind by building a better one. But Kohelet has another way, which subsequently is Job's way. It's a better way. Verse 24, he says, There is nothing better for a person than he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toils. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. God gives everything, adversity and prosperity. When he gives prosperity, which is what is meant by food and drink, enjoy it. Enjoy it with thanksgiving. Don't be a pietist. Enjoy this world. God made it. He loves it. He's created it for our good. Don't be escapist. God takes away. He does take away. And when he does, we patiently wait, knowing that God will turn our adversity into good. In prosperity and adversity, what you got is what you got. And what you got is always from God. He's always in control. Verse 25, for apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? Apart from God, Augustinian. Kohelet was an Augustinian. He believed in the absolute sovereignty of God. All of life is a gift from God. We should take God's gifts, and as they come to us, we should take them with thanksgiving. We should enjoy them. Contrary to the transformationalists, we can enjoy things without first making them Christian. Things in this world are legitimate without being Christian. We can take them, receive them, enjoy them, love them, find pleasure and thanksgiving in all that God has given us. And we should know that God is not absent in his gifts. In his gifts, we have his blessings. In his gifts, we have his care. In his gifts, we have his joy, his love. Why would you want to be a pietist and forsake all of this? Forsake all of God's world or a transformationalist and try to redeem it when it's good as it is as God has made it. Or why be an escapist and flee it? The Lord created the world. He loves it. He uses it. And so should we. And God's sovereignty also means he takes away. He gives, he takes. Verse 26, for to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting only to give to one who pleases God. This also is vanity and striving after the wind. Here we have a contrast between the one who does well, i.e. the one who pleases God. He gets good things, he enjoys them. Whereas the sinner, or literally the text says the loser, the loser doesn't do anything with what he's got from the Lord. He hoards it. He hoards his things only when he dies to give them to others who enjoy them still. The one who pleases God knows it's all from God, so he eats and drinks. Don't be a loser. Enjoy what you got while you got it. We agree with the nihilist that meaning is lost with us. Meaning is lost with us, but meaning is not lost with God. Without God, everything's dead. But with God, there's life. There's purpose, there's meaning, there's hope. We agree with the cynic that life under the sun is nothingness. And so we enjoy what we got while we got it. But with God, there's more than what we got. There's the love of neighbor, 
and there's their ordering of our priorities and interests for their well-being, not only for our own well-being, but ordering our priorities and interests for the care and love of others. You see, life is not all rest. We don't agree with the hedonists at all. Life is not all rest. Life is also service. And so we are to weep with those who weep, and we are to give to those in need. So contrary to the hedonists, caring for others is the best self-interest. Caring for others is the best self-interest. And love is greater. Love is the greater life we can live. So how do we live in this sad world? When God gives, we receive. When God gives, we receive with thankfulness. And when God takes away, we patiently wait. We patiently wait, trusting and knowing that he is working all things together for our good. And in between it all, between the giving and the taking away, we simply love. We love God, we love our neighbor, and we serve. You see, our piety, Christians, is seeking a better country. Our piety is seeking a better country. Our escapism is the Lord's Day. On the Lord's Day, we escape this world to receive a foretaste of the better country to come. Our piety is love God and do whatever you want. (laughs) I didn't come up with that, by the way. That's St. Augustine. Love God and do whatever you want. Our piety is word and sacraments. And whatever you do, do to the glory of God. And our hedonism, that we just simply repent. (laughs) We trust and love the Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. At Covenant Reformed Church in Missoula, Montana, we sincerely believe God's Word and faithfully teach it. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays. For more information, please visit MissoulaURC.com. That's MissoulaURC.com.